0: Welcome to the Ball Blast Podcast, here to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Kay Majuk, Michelle Majuk, and Jake Trowbridge.
2: Welcome into the Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast, where it's our goal to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. I'm your host, Michelle Majuk, researcher for the NFL Network. And I'm joined by Kate Majuk, Senior Content Creator at the Gaming Society, and Jake Trowbridge, Contributor with Matthew Barry's Fantasy Live. What's up, y'all?
0: Woo! It's week 11. It's week 11. Where did week 10 and week 9 and week 8 and week 7 go? I don't <laughs> understand.
2: How is your fantasy, you know, teams doing? Because I had a miserable ending to my week 10. Now, like... I won in two of my three most important leagues. Like I can't, I really didn't just play in three le- leagues. I'm sorry if, you know, I play in others, but there's three I care about. One and two of the three. I was about to go three for three going up, going up against my father. And I was like, I got this in the bag. Jalen Hurts. I needed like, I needed Jalen Hurts and um, Dallas Goddard to put together like 25 points together. <laughs> Hurts instantly is scoring i'm like i got this And then dallas goddard gets a touch and i'm like i got this and then the eagles fall apart fall apart and that ripped face mask while dallas goddard fumbles it's the reason i lost um and i'm not happy i'm not happy i
0: imagine it's the reason a lot of folks out there lost especially if they were dealing with close games it's it's always sad when some one random play like that decides the fate of all of our teams
1: and I lost oh to my father. Not to mention, like, <laughs> like honestly, I would have rather lost in that way though than let's say at the end of the game on the final play yeah. when they were, uh, you know, trying to not advance the ball and Devonta Smith threw a backwards pass, which is technically a fumble, and that's recovered for a touchdown. Like, there are people that won and lost their matchups on that fumble. That just happens to be a total like like Hail Mary kind of play. And it meant nothing and it ruined people's fantasy weeks. Uh, But we can't be all negative, guys. I've never actually (laughs) been so uh,
2: aggravated during a game this year. Um, I was just I couldn't. The things going against the Eagles was absolutely insane. Jake, how did your fantasy week go?
0: It was actually good. I actually had a pretty good one, except for the, the home league, which I've just been out of. It feels like since week one, like that's it's the worst because that's, you know, the best league, the one you want to just crush all of your friends in. But aside from that one, things went extraordinarily well. Uh, I did happen to lose. My only undefeated team is no longer. So I felt the same way that the Eagles felt this week getting beat by the commanders because (laughs) my one of the six that I really focus on that is no longer undefeated but that's a humble brag so I don't don't want to spend too much time on that
2: well Jake so you and I talking about
1: wins and losses but
2: yeah we're talking about the losses here you and I bet Kate last week that Greg Dulcich would outscore Dallas Goddard That didn't come close to happening. Greg had uh, what one point six points. He was your scrumptious start of the week. I feel like you should take a shot by yourself, but but I will give it to you that I mean he was running wide open for a sixty-yard touchdown, and for some reason Russell Wilson has forgot how to throw a football
1: this year. You know Um, what? You guys knew that Russell Wilson was going to be throwing to him. Yeah, I I thought he could at
2: least hit a wide open guy running down the middle of the field. Apparently, he cannot. We lost. You won. He got the touchdown. He didn't do much that. else. He didn't do anything else. But he I, got couldn't, the touchdown.
1: I couldn't hear you. Could you repeat that? But you know what? Kate
2: is actually going to join us because it's her birthday tomorrow. So she's going to take the shot with us because who doesn't want to enjoy birthday celebrations with a little shot? So um, I'm gonna like kind of split this one up, but it was a really large one, so it's still a normal shot. Okay. We don't so have any our... shot
1: glasses, so it's just guessing. It's scary. <laughs> this,
2: like, two, I have two large cups.
0: Yeah. That is, a, oh yeah, that's a that's a big timer. Uh, two of ours are gonna taste really salty, and then one of ours is gonna taste like celebration and deliciousness. <laughs> yes, and we'll see who that do. is. I guess
1: I love a salty sweet.
2: Well, listen, we're taking a <laughs> shot, dude. You being right and your birthday, so it's a double. Right. It's a double celebration for you. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, Cheers. to Dallas Goddard. If, you uh, if you're listening soon. to the podcast, you know, drink with us or drink some water. Let's go.
0: Yum, yum, yum. Uh-oh, we joined no. some Mezcal, which is, as we discussed oh. before the show, like a smoky tequila. And you guys were doing the vodka. You went with the vodka oh shots. And it seems no. like you're both regretting it right away.
2: <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that bad because I put some Red Bull in it. Did you? Yeah, but I don't think I did. I don't think you did.
1: Like, I don't know where the Red Bull was. That's vodka. Just a mist of um, it,
0: just a waft of Red Bull wow. over the top. Of the cup.
1: Yeah, like Michelle put Ooh. Michelle put Red Bull in the shot the way that I, quote unquote, put orange juice in my mimosa. Like that, oh. that was a joke. That was an absolute joke. But cheers, everybody! Uh, celebrate my birthday by heading over to thegamingsociety.com and subscribing to our newsletter. Let's Look see. at that. Look at that vlog. That, that, that can be your present to me uh and to the rest of the crew because we're we're putting out a twice weekly newsletter and I must say it's kind of rocking. Like there's some good story selection here and we have some some sports betting info in between, but it's it's fun stuff. And now I think we should probably head into week eleven uh so we can make our next bet that you guys regret. <laughs>
2: I know. Now now I'm a little nervous. But before we get into our scrumptious starts and our phase of the week, and I help you out with some flex options here, we have to get into news and notes. And unfortunately, there was a lot of bad injuries this week. So let's hop into it.
0: Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking Breaking news. news.
2: All right, let's start. Let's start with the tight ends because we just did the tight end bet, and there's a lot of tight end news here. Zach Ertz out for the season, right? Uh. And then you also have Dallas Goddard on IR with a shoulder injury. He's out for at least four weeks, but he could be back for your fantasy playoffs. So I would, you know, I'm not going to drop Goddard, especially if if you have an IR spot, just put him in there. I guess it becomes more difficult to keep him if you don't.
1: But, I mean, if you're a contender, this is the time. You trade for Dallas Goddard, period. If you've been dealing with, like,
2: starting the Gerald Everett's of the world or Dawson Knox, like, yeah, go trade for him. Thinking about options here, because it's so hard. It's already already been hard this entire season to try to find a tight end to play if you don't have one of the greats. So you look at the backups here in these offenses, because they both do use their tight end position. You have Trey McBride, the second-round rookie. For the Cardinals, no, 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 okay. But like, no,
0: <laughs> but that is the <laughs> guy.
2: So I don't even know if you're not going to play him this week. Do you pick him up? He goes against the 49ers and the 49ers are extremely hard against tight ends. I'm not playing him this week, but I, I do think they get him involved. Right.
0: Jake. I, I think he's going to see a, like an okay number of targets. I'm not but, excited yeah. to start him. Let's put it that way. But I'm not They're excited not... to start most tight ends. So that's fine. And to, be, not... and
2: to be fair, Marquise Brown is ac- getting activated off yes. IR. So then you have Hopkins and you have uh, Rondell Moore getting so many targets. And now you'll have Marquise Brown. Big hell no for me, dog. So I guess he's the fourth target at best. And that's if it's not Connor. So yeah, I think I'm with you. Ya. Yeah, yeah, y'all maybe. have fun. You make... want to
1: make another tight end bet?
2: No, no, no. I'm with you. You talked me into no Trey McBride this year. But then let's go to the Philly side because they actually really do need a third guy. I mean, this entire offense has been A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard. It's the big three, and that's it. It's not going to anybody else. So the issue is there's three names that it could be, and literally I feel like it's a 33.3% chance any of these guys could be the guy. It's Jack Stoll. Tyree Jackson, who just got activated off the pup list, and Grant Calcutta No idea. I, I, I said it better it. earlier. Um, do you think I did? Yeah. yeah. Totally. I, I think you nailed it. Calcutta No idea. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should have looked that up before the show. That's really my bad. But one of these guys is going to step into a role. And they're going to get targets, and I think they one of these guys is going to be the better option than Trey McBride. It's just figuring out which one. So, Jake, if you had to go with one, who are you going with?
0: I, I don't know. Gun to your that's head, my Jake. No answer. Pressure. I just my brain just cratered in on itself thinking about this. Yeah, the one thing that's interesting, like Jack Stoll, has played more snaps than any of the other guys, but he's really just been asked to block. During that time, and we know that that's not reliable with tight ends. We know that yeah, it's great if you can block, and obviously that's part of you getting on the field. But I guess Calcaterra, you know, has shown some flashes of athleticism. You know, he had a forty-yard catch in week one. That's literally the only thing he's done all year, though. I I don't want anybody. Like, I'll pick anybody up if I have a deep enough bench in Dynasty, Michelle. You and I have picked up all three of these tight ends <laughs> yeah. in the Dynasty. Uh, league that we're in together but I don't want to rely on any of these guys until we see something shake out
1: Jack Stoll ranks second in this offense in routes run among tight ends Um, very inefficient on those runs Uh, 79 routes run 49 yards on four receptions Grant Calcaterra, Michelle, he's been efficient. He had that one catch. I'm just saying he's run 16 total routes and he had one reception for 40 yards. Like, in terms of yards per route run, he leads all Philadelphia tight ends. So, (laughs) I mean, make that with what you
2: will. See, this is, going into this, I was thinking it's going to be Calcaterra. So he's their rookie tight end. If you don't know, they drafted him in the sixth round. He played with Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma. They have that connection. People thought they drafted him late because Jalen Hurts had that connection. We don't know, right? But then, but then, so I pick up, this is what we're talking about here in Dynasty. I pick up Grant. I'm just going to call him Grant because I don't know how to say his last name. And then Jay goes and picks up Tyree Jackson. And then I see he gets, you know, activated off the pup list. I'm like, damn it. I actually think it is Tyree Jackson here. Uh, That's going to be the one that benefits if he's playing. Mm -hmm. It's not Jack stole. Like that's the last one I'm going for because there's no upside there. Like maybe he ends up being the best one, but that means that none of them did anything right? There's zero upside there. So if you want to take a chance on Grant or on Tyree Jackson, those would be the two guys I'm going with. We've talked way too long about this for three guys (laughs) that probably are going to do nothing, but I mean, you're in a situation right now. If you lost these two, you're probably, you're probably going to have to make these decisions. So for this week, I might roll with Grant if I'm desperate and see how it goes.
1: Um, just an FYI last year, week 18 Dallas Goddard wasn't active and we had Tyree Jackson post 22 receiving yards and a score. So yeah, he got a touchdown. them. Yeah. Wild. Crazy. That's wild
0: crazy Pick up Juwan uh, Johnson instead just avoid all of this pick up Juwan yeah. Johnson and don't do all this. if he's
2: if he's there he, uh, I'm sure. sure he's there he does get a hard matchup against the Rams but yeah it's better than risking it with one of these guys I'm moving on to another tight end that at least is it's good news Mark Andrews he's back at practice uh there is a really good chance he plays in week 11 so Isaiah likely or one of those Philly tight ends it's Isaiah likely still, even if Mark Andrews plays, right? 100%. So if the 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 person who has Isaiah likely, if they have any viable tight end, they're likely to drop likely. likely? Oh my God. Okay. They're likely to drop likely since Mark Andrews is back. I would pick him up and I'd still be happier to play him than going with, you know, the backup tight end for the Cardinals or the Eagles.
1: I mean, what's yeah. kind of incredible week nine before they're by um, like Mark Andrews went down and he just played 12 total snaps in line, which is where your, your tight ends usually play out of. He played the majority of snaps in that game out of the slot, which like, you know, don't, don't necessarily think of him as the tight end. I think we need to think of him as a receiver. Cause that's how this, this team is utilizing him. 34 total snaps, either in the slot or out wide, versus 12 snaps in line as a tight end.
2: And I already had people tell me on Twitter, well, he didn't really do anything besides that touchdown against the Saints. It's like, the Saints are the hardest defense against <laughs> tight ends. Like, let's let's realize that, understand how great it was that he had that 20-something yard touchdown. He's a special talent. I'm fine still playing him, even if Mark Andrews is there, if I'm desperate. Cooper Cup, come on. like I don't want to talk about this. Cooper Cup on IR with an ankle injury. There is no replacing him. Like we can talk about replacing tight ends. I don't. If you lost Cooper Cup, a you lost your first round pick. You're very, very early first round pick, and he's been amazing. He's getting so many targets, and he's gonna at least he's gonna miss at least four weeks. And we'll see if they even bring him back because the Rams are a boot fest.
0: He's the only part of the offense that's been working at all. The entire rest of the offense, certainly from a fantasy perspective, has been nothing. You've It's nil. So, like, you're taking the heart out of that. And it so, makes me so sad. What have I done personally to deserve this? I don't even have him on that many rosters. I just feel like if I can go back and correct something, I'll do it. Just tell me what it is so we can get Cooper Cup back.
2: Does Allen Robinson end up? being good now or you know van jefferson's back i personally i i think the targets are probably gonna go to ben schronick am i saying that right
0: i don't know i was gonna say skaronic but it's the targets will be there i believe for ben skaronic i don't think that the actual production is going to be much but i think you're right that the targets will be there for him Yeah, it won't be the
2: same production as cooper cup not even close but i do think he can get (laughs) eight targets a game because Cooper cup just loves these little white boys. He, he just loves to target them. I think he's a guy to pick up. If you're in PPR leagues, I really do yes. like Allen Robinson's not going to be out on your waivers. So you're not going to pick up them anyways. Obviously Allen Robinson has the highest ceiling. If those targets start going to him. Yeah. He's the more talented guy, but in PPR, I, I do think Ben's a good pickup.
1: I was really intrigued by Van Jefferson heading into this week. I was like, ooh, this feels like a good matchup. But guys, like question, uh, because Van Jefferson started week eight, started week nine. Since coming back from injury, he's actually seen a decline in snaps every single week. What is that about? Like what is going on with Van Jefferson? Because I feel like I saw a couple people – Uh, hyping up Van Jefferson a little bit, and when I went and looked at the snaps, I was concerned. Like, I feel like Cooper Cup being in or out affects Van Jefferson, no, in no way. Like, he's a deep threat,
2: and Cooper Cup being there doesn't affect how many targets he's going to see. If anything, it's going to make it harder for him to be a deep threat because you don't have Cooper Cup taking away the
1: coverage also just be wary of that that snap share like he's he's declined in snap well, they need him. i mean what and- is it it's Allen robinson ben skoranek it it's maintenance Man. stuff
0: you know like injury maintenance and they're just a little a little Tepid, a little cautious with him, but you're yeah, tepid, I mean it doesn't speak to like, confidence in him, you know.
1: For it to go down every week, like I understand it even being stagnant, but he played 50% of offensive snaps in if, week eight.
2: If I, you have Alan Robinson, is this now the time to trade? Like you've been stuck with him. Yes. Right? It's the time to trade him Please. while people think he has a has any opportunity, right? Yeah. Like sure. I, obviously you're not gonna get a lot, but let's say would you rather Alan Lazard for the rest of the year or Alan Robinson? Because I'd rather Lazard.
0: Ugh. I don't, ugh. I don't want really either. I guess I'd say no. Cause you could get Lazard plus I think for Allen Robinson at this point. So I, about, I think even,
2: like, what about Paris Campbell,
0: Paris Campbell? I would rather have Paris Campbell. Yeah. If so, Matt like, Ryan's starting.
2: Yes. We're not saying you're going to be able to go trade Allen Robinson for some great player, but go to a player that his name's not big. Like Allen Robinson has a big name. Go to a player that's performing like a Rondell Moore, like a Paris Campbell And make that trade because people will do it because his name's bigger. He's in a prime opportunity, but go get the guy that's actually performing. It's now been two years. It's been a year and a half since Allen Robinson has done anything. And this offense is garbage. So this is the time to go trade him away if you have him. Um, Gus Edwards returned to practice for the Ravens. Who are you starting this week, Jake Edwards or Kenyon Drake versus the Panthers?
0: this is is the grossest opening we've ever done to a podcast i don't want (laughs) to start either of these guys it's too easy to say like kenyan drake when he was out there he did produce he did right because kenyan drake did produce in those limited instances without any competition pretty much and that's fine but if gus edwards is actually going to be out there and healthy i would err on the side of gus edwards but i just don't think it's going to be that pretty
2: It's so hard because when I thought Gus Edwards was going to have a good game, Kenyon Drake did. And then when you, it's always the opposite of what you think for that backfield. I would like to stay away from it. If I had to start one, I'll go with Drake for this single week. Um, Jerry Judy, uh, it looked really bad. Ankle injury, but apparently he has a chance to play in week 11. I doubt, I doubt he plays, but apparently he has a chance. KJ Hamler on the, other, uh, on the other side will miss at least a few weeks for the Broncos, that is. People are going to be excited about Cortland Sutton. I loved him before this season. I'm not even excited to play him. And people keep saying the Raiders are a good matchup. It's not for, the, uh, for wide receivers lined up on the outside. Go read my article that drops on Friday at NFL.com. I'll get into more detail, but it's really not a good matchup. But what about Greg Dulcich? <laughs> we always got to go back to him. Does this, All roads
1: lead back to If Greg. everybody's <laughs>
2: injured and Cortland Sutton has a bad matchup, this is good, right? Dulcich is still a good play, right?
0: It's a great matchup. Yeah. The, the <laughs> Raiders are terrible against tight ends. They are terrible. And I'm going to talk a little bit more kind of tertiarily about this matchup in just a bit. But I do think that Greg Dulcich is startable this week. Uh, I think he's startable pretty much every week, of course. Just takes one big play, which he could have gotten last week. So I'm still comfortable rolling him out this week.
2: And one more thing before we jump into our scrumptious starts. Juju did not practice. Juju Smith-Schuster, that is, if you're Kate, did not practice on Wednesday with a concussion. He got a huge hit. I, I doubt he plays this week with how concussion protocol has gone this season. And then Miko Hardman still did not practice on Wednesday. So Kadarius Tony put up a great game uh, receiving and rushing and he got the touchdown. He's a good play, right? If, especially if one of these two guys are out and then if both of them are out, he's a smash play. Tony, listen, I love Kadarius Tony. I think he's extremely talented. I think there's a lot of personal stuff I don't know about.
1: I've heard you say that sentence so I many know, times. But he's so good. When you watch him make these plays, he's so good. I'm Michelle, and I think Kadarius Tony is really (laughs) talented.
0: Don't even have an accent.
1: You say talented like that. Yeah,
0: 100%. I I said, like, initially when he came over to the Chiefs, I wasn't about to play him in that first week. You'd have to be incredibly desperate to do that. But every week going forward, I'm going to be probably more and more comfortable with him, even if all of the other guys are out there with him. If Juju Smith-Schuster sits up, suits up even Uh, i'm very comfortable with it like i'm still fine rolling out tony this week
1: what if he stands up
0: oh then it's uh pants off it's it's incredible
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right let's jump in to our scrumptious starts of the week
1: so
0: meaty what's not to like custard good Jam good, meat good.
2: It is delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. Jake, I'm already right off the bat, bat going to make a tequila, not tequila, just a uh, alcohol <laughs> shot bet with you because this it. is insane, and I see no world this is happening. So we're gonna figure out some bet. Here. You sound
1: like somebody who's That's never fine. been invited to a party before. <laughs> like, let's make an alcohol shot bet on the talent. <laughs> level what's up with the accent i don't
2: know <laughs> i don't know i hear it's, you in my head i don't, I don't know why you older. married me then if
0: that's what i like <laughs> jake uh, who's this guy it's just i lie. get it no i i understand it <laughs> every bit of what you've said already i get it i'm a glutton for punishment here clearly um i am just here to tell everybody that if you still have russell wilson on your roster this is the last game you can play him and feel any shred of confidence about it. This is this is it. You're playing against the Raiders. This is your time for him to shine. Uh, Las Vegas, I'll just be plain. It's a bad, bad defense. They've had the fewest sacks in the league. They're bottom four in pressure rate, which both of those are very important because Russell Wilson, not so aware and gets hit a lot uh, in most games. So this is his ideal situation They are also giving up the second most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. And that list of quarterbacks is terrible, by the way. And they're also giving up the fourth most points to the opposing tight end. So again, hopefully this is where Russell and Greg make some hay together. But talking about those QB performances against them, Matt Ryan was the QB five against them last week. Trevor Lawrence was QB 12 before he was really doing anything. Davis Mills was quarterback seven. Russell Wilson himself, the last time that he played against the Raiders in week four, was quarterback three, got 28 and a half fantasy points. I don't know that that ceiling is there for him this week. I mean, it could be. Uh, I'm expecting something a little bit more, you know, mid-range quarterback one, low-range quarterback one. But he's a startable guy this week. I'm not trying to hype him up to say that he's a savior. But if you're dealing with some potential injuries here, like if you're going to start Justin Herbert or Russell Wilson this week, I'm going to take Russell Wilson.
2: To be fair, I went and looked at Russell Wilson's fantasy points and the only week that he's done well was against the Raiders. He had 26 fantasy points against the Raiders in week four. So maybe I take it back. I do think, you know, after Derek Carr cried, after the game that maybe (laughs) i don't mean to be making fun of him men can cry it's fine
1: it's just men can cry Carr cannot
2: (laughs) it's yeah it's the performance he put on it was just like the acting job you know maybe he would be better in that world than playing quarterback but i do think maybe this team tries to step up for him if if they actually think he's a good leader and they like him they mm-hmm. should be playing out of their mind this week. We'll see if he has any impact on the team at all. Because if they come out flat again, like okay, no one likes you. We'll we'll see how they play. But that's my only worry here. But sure. also, Russell Wilson is poopy too. That's a yeah. that's a worry. We'll, What's we'll, the bet though? You want to make you want to make a shot no, bet? We no, can do
0: a shot bet. That's fine. now
2: that I've seen his fantasy points, it makes me a little <laughs> bit more nervous. I think if you're going to say he's a scrumptious start, he has to at least be a top eight quarterback, right?
0: No, I think no scrum just starts it's like we don't even we
1: think he's gonna have... be the QB eight. Come on. I mean he could be there's no, only I'm small quarterbacks you start. I'll talk Thomas about wide receivers
0: that are just gonna be flex worthy guys here because I want to instill confidence in people. But hey I'll take a quarterback eight threshold. I'm I'm okay. fine with that.
2: Let's do quarterback eight because we're talking scrumptious starts, and you sure. only, you know, in one quarterback league, there's but only five the
0: obvious quarterbacks, right? You're not going to be starting him over your Pat Mahomes, your Lamar Jackson, your Justin Fields, right? But he is in the next tier, so I'm I'm fine with quarterback eight.
2: I cannot believe you didn't just name Jalen Hurts in the top well, sure. tier. He's
0: obvious. Obvious. I didn't even need to name. What
1: about Tua or Russell Wilson?
0: Tua's is on. So bye. Tua. So, no, not too (laughs) much.
1: Thanks, Michelle. I forgot he was on by, but good to know where Jake's at. Yeah. Uh, All
2: right. Kate, who's your scrumptious start of the week? It's another quarterback. We're going quarterback heavy, I guess.
1: We're going quarterback heavy, and I'm going to uh, the rushing well, if you will, with Daniel Jones, who gets the Lions this week. The Lions lead the league in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. They've allowed the second most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks, though. And that is what I love in this matchup. Third highest passer rating allowed to opposing quarterbacks. And guys, like every rushing-ish quarterback or like rush adjacent quarterback, I'm going to call them. Because like two of these names, you're going to be kind of like, what? Uh, But four different quarterbacks have had 40 or more rushing yards against this defense through nine games this year. Jalen Hurts, 90 yards and a touchdown. Geno Smith, MFN Geno Smith, 49 rushing yards and a touchdown. Aaron Rodgers, 40 rushing yards. And Justin Fields, 147 rushing yards, two touchdowns. There's a lot of upside here, and I do think that this is going to be this perfect matchup for the rushing game script. He's the quarterback, 16 in points per game over the last four weeks, and he hasn't really done anything like so that's his floor. That feels like a pretty safe floor. Um, QB 11 and fantasy points for drop back. Like that's not bad at all. But QB four in rushing yards this year. He's got as many red zone rush attempts as Lamar Jackson. He's got more than Kyler Murray. Like this guy has upside. And if this is like, um, you know, if you're wondering when you start Daniel Jones, I think this is the week you start Daniel Jones. I would again, i I'm going to put a QB 10 tag on this and say QB 10 or better.
0: He's not (laughs) even a QB eight, Kate. I mean, what are we even doing here?
2: I think Daniel Jones outscores Russell Wilson.
0: Well, then he should absolutely be QB eight or above. Well, oh no,
2: because I'll you're going, Russell. no, no, it's her birthday. I'll give her some. Uh, I want
0: to do a push. side bet time- now with Kate. I want to do a versus either or Daniel uh, Jones versus Russell Wilson. That's what I would like to do.
1: Okay. So whoever scores more fantasy points, the other person yeah. takes a shot. Well, we're going to be drunk. As this is going to be a the next wild episode. podcast. I
2: already failed this shot and I feel like I'm slurring. I'm like, so uh, next episode might be real interesting. Uh,
1: maybe mix some Red Bull in it. Yeah, next time maybe maybe <laughs>
2: next time all right my guy my scrumptious start starting. I feel strong about this one it's Rondell Moore against the 49ers listen every single week you say who's the slot wide receiver that's playing against the 49ers and you play that guy it doesn't matter what his name is it really doesn't it doesn't matter if he has a good track record because no matter who they are, it could be DeAndre Carter from last week that I was pushing. They're going to have a good game. So every single week, there's someone that goes off. Now, there's some good wide receivers like Tyler Lockett and Cooper Cup and DJ Moore. But then you have guys like Shai Smith, Alameda Z- uh, Zacchaeus, Juju, who's good, Mikko Harmon, Marquise valdez Scatling, DeAndre Carter. All of these guys since week two have scored 10 plus fantasy points against the 49ers. And what they all have in common is that they're all slot wide receivers. They play most of their snaps out of the slot. That is Rondell Moore's role with the Cardinals, especially as of late, he's playing over 50% of his snaps out of the slot. Even if Marquise Brown comes back, I'm not worried about it. Like they'll have them on the outside with more on the inside and the 49ers have a pretty decent defense, and Jardarius Ward on the outside is a great, great corner, but they cannot figure out how to stop the slot whatsoever. Ronda Moore is averaging 10.3 targets per game over the last three weeks. He's been doing his thing. I expect him to keep doing it. I think he's going to have a fantastic week, especially in PPR. I'm playing him over Cortland Sutton, over Amari Cooper, over Devonta Smith, over Garrett Wilson. I have him as a top 15 guy this week. Smash, 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 smash.
0: Saying 15 plus fantasy because really that's the lowest he's pretty much done over the last three weeks is like 15 points I think. And so we're saying like 15 to 20 to 20 is 25 points within his range of outcomes this week. Do we think like a uh, yeah?
2: Be, he'll he'll need a touchdown was which. He doesn't do often to get the 25 points, but I think 18 to 20 is very easy for him in PPR leagues. Like that's pretty much where I have him around. Um, So top 15 uh, wide receiver this week. Feeling it. Right on. I like it. All right, Jake, you are going deep. Who's your second guy?
0: It's just all gross. I get it. Uh, But remember last week, Antonio Gibson was gross and he was actually good. So just bear with me here. Hopefully we can get some of that magic for Nico Collins who is playing against the Washington Commanders this week. Nico Collins, definitely a deep guy, uh, but we are in the throes of it. If you're dealing with these injuries to wide receivers, uh, you need guys like this, who in his last three games, where he's had at least 50% of the snaps, he is averaging, uh, excuse me, collectively has 21 targets, 12 receptions, 196 yards. I like to do a full season pace just for fun. I know it doesn't mean a lot, but the full season pace there would be 119 targets, 68 receptions, and more than 1,100 yards. All this really just means is that he's a usable asset in the right matchup. And especially with Brandon Cooks being on the skids with the Texans there, he was uh, revoked of his captainhood last week. That was kind of a, a big deal. We, this, the relationship there is bad. And so they need somebody to step up potentially and kind of maybe take over things in the wide receiving group. And the Commanders are the matchup where I think he can kind of showcase here. They're giving up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers despite playing, by the way, very recently, Sam Ellinger's Colts, the Bears before they figured out how to use Justin Fields, the Packers without stud Christian Watson, Mr. Three Touchdowns himself from last week, and the Titans who don't have a single player with more than 45 targets or 270 receiving yards on the year. That's the caliber of groups they've been playing against. And they're still giving up all these fantasy points. So for me, this is, again, I'm not saying that he's going to just destroy this week. But he is damn near an auto flex for me. And I am playing him over guys like even uh, Deontay Johnson. Unfortunately, I'm starting him over Drake London. And I'm definitely starting him over his uh, compatriot there, Brandon Cooks.
2: Fair. I like it. I mean, I, I, it makes me nervous cause it's Nico Collins, but I, I think everything you said was fair. And the guys that you're playing him over, I can see that it, it's like these random wide receivers are doing better than big name wide receivers that were supposed to do well. And you just have to go with it. We have to take the names off the back of the jerseys and say who's scoring points. And that's all we should worry about. Kate, who's your second scrumptious start of the week?
1: Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm going to, you know, go back to a guy that, you know, Jake was shouting out last week, but I think this is a week that you play him again. It's Brian Robinson. He gets the Texans who are allowing the most rushing yards, most rushing, rushing touchdowns, most fantasy points to running backs this season. It is a perfect matchup. And I mean, Brian Robinson, 17 plus carries and three of his five games back from injury like this is his backfield, uh, third most carries among any running back last week? Like, he has been the lead back. And you know, we talked about Antonio Gibson and the fact that he's been involved as a receiver, Brian Robinson hasn't, but he's going to get enough touches. And the Texans are good enough in pass coverage that, like, yes, Taylor Heineke has swag, but I'm not projecting that this is going to be a game where they look to showcase him and Terry McLaurin all over the field again. Like this is going to be a game where I I just feel like that was a bit more fluky. Like this is going to be a a run heavy game. Vegas has the over under at just 40 and a half points. Like this is the perfect rushing game script. He got uh, his goal line carry last week. Like we, we saw some production and we saw uh, what he can do with some volume. He looked better last week. Like, I'm going to say I love the story, but he hasn't looked great. I think last week was the first week where I said, okay, like even the stat line and the yards per attempt uh, metric, like didn't look great, but like he looked better last week. And they talked about the fact that like, he's kind of feeling a little bit better week by week. And I think we're going to start to see him strengthen up as the course of the season goes on. And this is the perfect matchup.
0: I like it because Taylor Heinecke has this thing where he will keep every single game close, like on both sides of it. When they're supposed to be trailing by three scores, he'll keep them close. And when they're supposed to be winning by three scores, he'll still keep them close. And so that helps a guy like Brian Robinson get a lot of utilization.
2: My second scrumptious start of the week is Darnell Mooney, the Chicago wide receiver versus the Falcons. Listen, he's been okay, right? He's not exciting. But as of late with Justin Fields doing his thing and opening up the passing game because he's become such an amazing runner, they're actually letting him run, which is opening up everything for the offense. He has had either 50 receiving yards or a touchdown in each of the last seven games. He's put up some really solid fantasy performances. It's nothing that's going to win you a week. But when you're looking at this matchup, I think this could be his big game of the season where it's like, oh, he goes off for 100 yards and he gets that touchdown. and He does win you a week because the Falcons are allowing the most receiving yards and fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position this season. And per next gen stats, no team is worse at covering the slot wide receiver than the Falcons. There is something I got going on right now with these slot wide receivers. I was just about to say I I got it going on, but I've actually been hitting on it quite a lot as of late, just focusing on these key matchups when it's not just like, Oh, this team allows a lot to the wide receivers. It's like, no, which type of wide receivers are they allowing it to? And that's been helping me so much as of late. And this matchup right here for Mooney is fantastic. And Mooney is running the most routes out of the slot for the bears. Well, Cole Komet is dealing with an injury. We'll see if he's able to come back and be fine and play. And for some reason, Chase Claypool is barely playing. I don't know, like the second week with the team, he played less than the first week with the team. Who knows what's going on there? But I really, really like Darnell Mooney this week. I'm playing him over pretty big name guys like Devon Smith over Michael Pittman, over DJ Moore, over Jacoby Myers. I, I think Mooney should be in your lineup unless you're just absolutely stacked at the wide receiver position.
0: I'm jealous. I wanted to talk about Darnell Mooney this week, and you'd already gotten into the show sheet to talk about Darnell Mooney. So I'm very high on him. uh, And and I really do think this is a blow up week. So I'm pretty stoked to see what he does.
2: All right. We got through our scrumptious starts. We got to get into the negative part. Our poopy farty fart poops of the week. Every week we add a little extra word.
1: Jake, can we get a little more creative? Like what what other words can we come up with like synonymous with poop? Fecal. Or fecal starts <laughs>
0: Our <No>. a- <laughs> <laughs> fecal no. fades? Why would you put that into our branding? Why do that?
1: Scrumptious starts fecal fades. It's literally not. the opposite oh, end of my- the spectrum. I'm so sorry goodness. if anybody listening is eating. We love you. You're not now. You. <laughs> Probably. You're eating to- and
2: <laughs> we're never going to use that word again. I promise. I'm so sorry. Jake, who's your first fecal fate of the week?
0: <laughs> uh, I feel bad putting anybody's name after that series of words, but the guy that I'm less interested in this week is DeAndre Swift, who is playing the New York Giants. It's tough with Swift. I feel bad because simultaneously I came into the season saying like, ah, he's not going to be that good. And then when he's been healthy, he's been really good. It's just the thing of he hasn't been healthy. So you can't really rely on it. And he hasn't had a top 15 week since all the way back in week two. Uh, Obviously he's missed some time since then, but he's only cracked the top 25 of running backs once in the last four games when he's been out there. And that's because he hasn't exceeded 10 snaps, or excuse me, 10, 10 touches, not 10 snaps. He hasn't exceeded ton, 10 touches in any of those games. And it's just because of the injuries. You can tell there's something off. The coaching staff is being noncommittal, you know, about suggesting that he'll get more involved going forward. That's what I would need to hear to be confident in swift. And they're just not saying that. So he's clearly not healthy just yet. And the Giants are not a good matchup regardless because they haven't really allowed anything in terms of receiving to opposing running backs. I mean, they've been middle of the road against them in general, but they're not seeding targets, receptions, yards to that type of player. Jamal Williams is still in there getting all of the touchdowns. So there's no reason for me to be like, yep, he's a top even 25 guy this week. And so I'm going to sit him in favor of Michael Carter and A.J. Dillon. No, no. Yeah, and and, and potentially – Even, you know, the, well, I can't sit him for a Raven. If I knew which Raven was actually going to be out there, I would probably sit him for that Raven, but I can't do it.
2: Oh my goodness. Those are guys that you know are going to score like eight points max wouldn't you rather like what's the difference eight points or five points and then at least with swift you have an upside of a you know getting a big I don't, game
0: i don't think you like, do i think carter and dylan both have more touchdown potential than deandre swift does and if the matchup is gonna i think the matchup is gonna be just fine for him i mean i'm not going tripping over myself to start him i'm just saying this is where i'm at with deandre swift and i'm not dylan is, uh, into him
2: oh 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 gross so michael carter and aj dylan are like two guys i refuse to start in any league even if i was beyond desperate this week so that really upset uh-huh. my heart um but i agree with you deandre swift is really hard to start as well he is i have him in one of my main leagues and it it's really hard
1: he played more snaps last week than the week before So it's trending in the right direction. Sort of. Sort of. All right, Kate, who's your fade of the week? I'm going to go with Jake's friend, Aaron Jones, against the Tennessee Titans. Look, I am not saying to sit him again. Like, you can't. You can't sit Aaron Jones. But this is a warning. This is me being concerned. This is me being concerned about Aaron Jones, period. Um, Tennessee has been one of the best rushing defenses in the leagues this year. And Aaron Jones has been one of the most volatile elite running backs in the NFL. Like he has three top five performances outside of that. Almost all of his games have been RB three or worse. Like he's not been super reliable. And I do think that this matchup against the Titans, it's, It's scary. They rank 10th in highest stuff rate, fifth fewest rush yards per attempt in the NFL tied for the seventh fewest broken tackles allowed to running backs, uh, fifth fewest rush attempts to 20 plus yards. Like they are limiting this explosive element to opposing running backs. And I do think that that's going to translate over to Aaron Jones, to AJ Dillon. There's already a split here. It's been boomer bust. And for the last few weeks, it's felt like it's been booming. But I think that this is a matchup that's going to take Aaron, De- Aaron Jones down a notch. I'm not sitting him. But again, this is one of those weeks where I think that you need a high upside flex play. And you need boom. And you need to chase uh, some players with some excellent matchups. Like this is the week that you 100%, like Michelle said, you flex Rondell Moore and hope that he might put up a 20 to 25 point game in a really nice matchup. Like that's how I'm playing Aaron Jones this week. And my guy's kind of similar
2: to yours. It's Tony Pollard versus the Vikings. And I'm not saying you have to sit him. I just don't think he's going to put up what we've seen lately. He's been absolutely amazing. With Ezekiel Elliott out, it was a 33-point game, a 21-point game. Fantastic, right? He gets the workload. He won you weeks. Yeah, for sure. It's been fantastic. But Ezekiel Elliott could come back this week. He was going to come back last week, but they were playing out in the cold, and he said his knee didn't do well with the cold. So he decided, I've already sat out. I've already waited. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to re-injure myself. This week, they play in a dome. like They're going to be in the cold in Minnesota, but it's in a dome. So it, he doesn't have to worry about that. I think he plays. And then that's not really the whole issue because I think Tony Pollard is much more talented than Zeke. But if Zeke's there, they're going to play him. It's that they're playing this Vikings defense, which it seems like, oh, they're playing the Vikings nice. No, they're like extremely hard against running backs all of a sudden. They're allowing the fewest yards per carry and the fewest fantasy points per game to the running back position over the last seven weeks. That's a large period of time. The only running back to score uh, more than eight fantasy points against them over the last four games is Devin Singletary, and he needed two touchdowns to score 15.7 fantasy points. He got two touchdowns and scored 15 points. That's three additional points besides the touchdowns. So, yes, if Tony Pollard is able to get the touchdowns He'll be fine, but we don't know if those are going to get go to Pollard or Zeke. We don't know what's going to happen there. So again, like I understand it's not going to be easy to find someone else that's better to plug in the Pollard that has higher upside. So you might still have to play him. I'm just fading him a little bit, a little bit. If Zeke doesn't play, I still have Pollard as a top 20 guy, but I'm still playing guys like Cordero Patterson, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Pierce over him even if Zeke is out, but if Zeke does play, then I'm going deeper down that list. And I'm adding guys like Isaiah Pacheco, Brian Robinson. I would then play them over Tony Pollard. I'm still not going to get too crazy. I think Pollard, you could still plug in. I just do not expect a, a big game from him at all this week.
0: Tough. I hate it. Why, what is fantasy football done to us this year? <laughs> this is where we're staring down. Why,
1: why do bad things happen to good people?
2: <laughs> All right, let's run through our last three fades uh, and then get into our flex help here. Jake, who's your second guy?
0: You guys are going to hate this, but I'm talking about Deontay Johnson here Ooh. as my fade against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I get it. The dude's extremely talented. I will not say anything against his receiving talent, and he's getting plenty of targets. And normally those two things go together like peanut butter and jelly. But now they're going together like lamb and tuna fish. Because the QB <laughs> hey. play has been so bad that none of that's really mattered. Everything's just been kind of, ugh, It's been bad. He's only cracked 15 fantasy points once this year. That was way back in week three against Cleveland. Uh, that's also his only top 25 performance. That's, that's a bad, bad way for a guy like Deontay Johnson to be in. Yet he's still the consensus wide receiver 22 on this week. I I don't get that. I don't understand that appeal, let alone even in the flex right now. If you want to put your eggs into that divisional rivalry, you know, Bengals, Steelers, SmackDown, you have at it. That's, that's all on you. But I, I'm not doing that. So I'm absolutely going to start like a Darnell Mooney over him this week. I, I'm going to start Adam Thielen. I'm going to start... I'll still start George Pickens over him just because I think there's more upside to be had.
2: That's fair. That's fair. I miss when the Steelers offense was fun. (laughs) It was a grand old time back in the day. It has not been fun as of late. Kate, who's your second fade of the week?
1: You guys probably aren't going to like this one either, but I'm rolling with Devonta Smith, uh, who does have some extra potential opportunity this week. Dallas Goddard, we already talked about him. On IR, he is out. He's been a focal point of the offense. He's essentially functioned as this team's wide receiver too, which we kinda thought Devonta Smith would be doing. But I do worry he's wearing. He's averaging 32 receiving yards per game over the last four weeks. He's got two touchdowns in that span, which has like literally saved any and all fantasy production. But I think people are gonna be super eager to start him with the fact that Dallas Goddard is out, but. I think this team is reliant on the run. I think that they've done a pretty good job of just kind of swapping in tight ends when they've needed to. And I, I worry a little bit about the, the lack of seal or the, the low floor that we have seen from Devonta Smith. Cause it's like either you've had a wide receiver one week, or you have been in the pitfalls with Devonta Smith. It's not a fantastic matchup. The Colts have been, um, decently tough against opposing wide receivers the best Um and the like best. they are the best but like I, I also want to give the caveat there that like I don't think the Colts have played the most difficult like the Colts haven't seen a wide receiver tandem like Devonta Smith and AJ Brown yet so I want to give that caveat and give like some credit to Devonta Smith like but In my opinion, uh, I'm not going to just auto start him in this matchup, particularly just because Dallas Goddard's out last year, you know, albeit Devonta Smith was a rookie, but he had a great rookie season. And then two games without Dallas Goddard went uh, two catches, 32 yards, three catches, 41 yards, eight combined targets in those two total games that he's played without him. I'm. I'm just not looking uh, at Devonta Smith as like a maybe flex him, but you can't expect much from him in this matchup. I would 100% bench him in favor of a Rondale Moore, for example.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree for sure. He's one of my fades of the week and my article coming out on Friday. So I definitely agree with you there. Where does that article? NFL.com, baby. Uh, All
1: right.
2: My last fade of the week is Kyle Pitts. Versus the Bears. Ooh. Now, Kyle Pitts could be a fade of the week every week, and you'd be right almost every single time. But it's also, it's, it's two things, right? The Bears are pretty tough defense against tight ends. They're giving up the fourth fewest receptions uh, to tight ends a season and allowing just 8.9 yards per reception to that position when they do actually give up a catch, which is the sixth fewest in the NFL. The only time they've given up more than eight points this year is to Dalton Schultz and that was 13 points and he needed seven targets. He caught six of them for 74 yards. Like show me a time where Kyle Pitts has had seven targets and he caught six of them. Cause I would love to see it. And I'm not saying it's Kyle Pitts'
1: fault. It's just like, yeah, he keeps getting targets. That's fantastic, but they don't matter because they're, they're like, not they're near t- him. T- they're technically targets probably for him but like they're not like no (laughs) they're not his targets really they're not at all
2: it's just so hard when it comes to Kyle Pitts because people play him week after week after week because of the upside which we've seen one week this year he had the 80 yard one touchdown game 19 points like Cool, but he scored fewer than five fantasy points in one two three four five six of nine games played six of nine Oof. so he's killing you every week and you're playing him for that one week he wins you a week well it's like maybe stop letting him lose you weeks and you don't need to win the weeks so bad. <laughs> like i don't know what to tell you I, I get it he's going to have another game or two where he can have a really good week and maybe that's this week and maybe i like stupid but how much longer are you going to let him keep losing you weeks to then finally win you a week? Like just go try to find anybody else because Kyle Pitts is scoring the same amount of fantasy points per game. This year as Robert Cunyon as Dawson Knox as Irv Smith as Daniel Bellinger Hayden Hurst is scoring more points than him by a full point per game. Like Tyler Conklin is scoring two more points per game than him. So find somebody else. And it's not an easy thing to do, but hopefully you picked up a guy like Dalton Schultz or Greg Dulcich or Cole Komet on the waivers. But I would even go with Hayden Hurst over Kyle Pitts at this point. Even Isaiah likely if David and Joku's out there because he's been on IR, like go with him.
0: Would you start Foster Moreau who should be subbing in for uh, Darren Waller this week with the Raiders?
2: Yes, I, I would even play Moreau over Pitts. Like, I get it. Pitts has a higher ceiling, blah, 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 blah. But how much longer do we wait? And this is not a good matchup. Just try to play somebody else. Just for your sanity, really. Even though he'll go off on your bench and then your sanity will be destroyed even more. <laughs> Ugh, it's so, I, 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 I'm very happy I don't have him anymore. That's all I have to say. But if you do, you have to move on. You have to move on. All right, let's move into our last segment. Run through these, helping you make your decisions in your flex spots. Let's go with the first one. Alan Lazard or Christian Watson? First the Titans. Now they play on Thursday Night Football, so people will say don't play them in your flex spot. You get what we mean. You know, these little fringe wide receiver players. Who are you going with, Alan Lazard or Christian Watson?
0: Watson had himself a breakout this last week. Uh, didn't see that coming. Three touchdowns. Obviously, that's not the kind of uh, upside we're going to be assuming every single week. But I do think at this point, with Randall Cobb coming back, uh, potentially, I still think Watson is the, the bigger play there.
1: Kate, I'm also going with Watson, not because I love him. <laughs> like, I... I've been a noted Watson doubter, but this team seems very gung-ho on getting him involved. And I mean, when we saw Christian Watson go out with injury, like this team seemed very disappointed. They said they had to like alter their game plan without Christian Watson. And that tells me that they're planning for him to be involved. And I, I think that, I don't know, I'll I'll keep rolling with that. Doesn't feel great, but I'll keep rolling with it. I'm going to go with Alan Lazard. I think Ooh. he's safer.
2: He's been getting touchdowns. He's been getting to tar- will I'll go with Alan Lazard over Christian Watson, but Watson's a good pickup. And I think he's a fine play as well. If you need to go with him, Curtis Samuel at Houston or Kadarius, Tony at the Chargers. You guys know who I'm going with. I'm going with Tony. I actually think he's a pretty hard matchup for Samuel this week. So I'm definitely going with Tony. What about you, Jake?
0: Yeah, I love Curtis Samuel. I've loved his usage uh, this year. I think it's really nice to see them wanting to keep him involved. But with Taylor Heineke, it hasn't been quite as much, and it has gone down his involvement just a little bit. So I will roll with Tony as well.
1: Kate? Yeah, I'll roll with Tony, especially if we see, you know, Juju out, if we see Nicole Hardman continue to be out. um, A lot of upside there. Yep. All right, Paris Campbell versus the
2: Eagles or Donovan Peoples Jones at the Bills. Nobody talks enough about Donovan Peoples Jones. Just like casually doing his thing with 70 plus receiving yards in each of the last four games.
1: I don't know. He was featured in my uh waiver wire pickup article over at thegamingsociety.com. So No. Well.
2: Yeah. Nice. Check
1: that out. <laughs> Every Tuesday.
2: All right. Well, who would you go with here then? Is it Donovan Peoples Jones or Paris Campbell, who's been really good with Matt Ryan in each of his last each of the last three games he's played with Matt Ryan? He's been a top twelve fantasy wide receiver. You going with that, or you going with Donovan Peoples Jones?
0: They're both so good this week. I honestly do feel bad for not featuring one of them as a a scrumptious start because I do think that both are great plays. I will. It's crazy. I'll take the consistency of Donovan Peoples Jones. He hasn't had less than 70 yards in any of the last four games, uh, and it does seem like he's yeah he's ascending. I know it's Buffalo, but I'm still okay with it.
2: Now it is at Buffalo, and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be a snowstorm like bad.
0: Oh, that add, that does add a wrinkle. That's my dis- yeah. that's my tiebreaker. Like I don't factor that in too much, but these guys are pretty close together, so I think it's a worthy tiebreaker maybe I would go Campbell then
2: yeah I think that's what's pushing me to Campbell and it's supposed to be real bad weather in Buffalo so I'll go with Campbell but both of these guys are like if you picked them up off waivers over the last couple weeks like fantastic if for some reason one of them still on your waivers pick them up like get him get them in your bench and uh, in your lineup if you can
1: even from a matchup perspective Philly's actually like for as incredible as their secondary has been And as many weapons as they have, like they have allowed more to opposing wide receivers in terms of yardage, in terms of receiving touchdowns. So I I think that paired with the weather, you've got to go with Paris Campbell. But um, if, if, you know, say you missed out on Donovan Peoples-Jones on your waiver wire this week, somebody's going to drop him this week. Like they're not going to wait through this Buffalo snowstorm that is your opportunity to go pick him up on next week's yeah.
2: waiver If he disappoints, yeah, totally good point there. For sure. Grab him if for some reason, you know, they drop him after this bad week that's likely to happen. And then lastly, Michael Carter at the Patriots or Kenyon Drake versus the Panthers. Now, Jake, you for some reason like Michael Carter this week. Mm-hmm. I think I would play any other body but him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going with Kenyon Drake. But who would you go with out of these two?
0: I'm taking Carter. Carter's getting the touches. I feel more confident in his role. That's all it is. I don't know if Gus Edwards last game.
2: Seven carries.
0: 12 last game against Buffalo. Thank you very much. Seven he had carries. An- and he, no, he had 12 rush attempts. He had seven against the Patriots in their last meetup. So I, I get what you're coming
1: ah, from Michelle. There, but, that's what it But he also had
0: seven targets in that game. Like, he, they get him the ball. And I just don't know what Gus Edwards' involvement is going to be. And that's why I'm scared. And I'm going to lean with Carter.
2: It's wild that he had that many targets. And he ended with 10 PPR points against the Patriots. Like, he needed seven targets to get 10. 10- PPR points against the Patriots just a couple weeks ago. I'm but so they've got it all out.
0: figured out now.
2: <laughs> I'm so far out on this Jets backfield. You have no idea if it's gonna be Robinson or Carter. They both kill each other and they're both not good. And the Patriots are the best defense against running backs. That's the hardest no for me ever. If Carter goes off, yes, I'll be pa- taking a shot on the pod. I'm on- shots are you I take? know, I apparently a million. <laughs> and then uh Jake for sure. Or Drake for sure. What about you? I'll take Jake. Yeah, Jake. <laughs> he I can probably is the best us. option out of all of this. Out of all of those, guys.
1: Uh, I actually like in this circumstance, like that's going to come down for me to a not uh, Thursday question. Like that's a question I answer probably Sunday morning when we get the latest update on Gus Edwards and see if Gus Edwards is out or expected to be limited. It'll be Drake for me, but otherwise, just from an opportunity standpoint. I'll take Michael Carter. Why?
2: Like, I'm so confused by that because there's already James Robinson. So what's the difference of Gus place
0: or not? Because the, the Ravens have actually shown a propensity to be like, you're the one guy or you're not the one guy. And there's really no active middle ground with them and that's what but i will say so if edwards yeah if edwards sits that's totally cool then i will start drake and feel pretty totally cool
1: That's <laughs> <it. laughs> such a cool thing to say all right
2: that's it for today's show hit us up on twitter you can find me michelle at ball
1: blast blast em and you can find me kate at ff ball blast
0: you can find me at jake trowbridge with a w
1: Everyone hit up Kate on
2: Twitter and wish her a happy birthday tomorrow, oh. November 17th. That's a Thursday. So if you're listening on Thursday, it's her birthday. Go give her a shout out. Give her a nice little message. We appreciate you. She appreciates you. Good luck, everybody. Bye y'all.
0: Bye. Bye.